Welcome to the Turf Nutrition and Management Podcast, the podcast for professional turf managers. Here, we talk about the profession, the ever-changing products, and the business side of owning and operating a turf management company. Whether this is your first year in the business or your 20th, our discussions and special guests will help you continue to grow a successful business. Now, here are your hosts with 35 plus years in the green industry, Kevin and Doug. How was your week this week, Douglas? Insecty. Oh, that, that's a that's a interesting no, it was, it was way good. Just of a, saying it. It was good. It was, um, you know, obviously it's seeding season, so that's that's always going out the door right now. We're selling a lot of grass seed right now, um, but a lot of calls this week. Um, we're dry again. Um, we've gotten some rain, but. You know, it's just still really dry. I think, you know, the lower humidity that we've had a lot of and the wind, it's just drying lawns out again. And, you know, I think people just shut their water off as well. So um, lawns are burning up again, And but I'm getting a lot of calls to go look at some lawns and a lot of grub problems right now. Untreated, lawns that have been untreated, um, mainly up in the uh, central northern Jersey market. Um, but, you know, from what I've seen, it's all oriental beetle um, larvae that are causing this damage. And, you know, the ones I saw yesterday, I mean, we were talking probably, I'm going to say 14 to 16 per square foot. Um, and at first, I got to tell you, the first one I looked at, I wasn't even thinking grub grub problem. There was so much bent grass in the lawn. Um I was visiting one of Al's customers, Dave from uh, Strong Roots, and because uh, Al's away right now, and uh, he was having an issue with the lawn, so I went and looked at it. It was just a lot of bent grass up there as well. Um, it's amazing. I was just like, how many lawns that I saw up there with bent grass in them and struggling, you know, because it's just not a grass meant for residential lawns. But uh, so it really wasn't that we were looking at it first, and then you know I got down on my hands and knees and I pulled up and I'm like, whoa. And I was like, holy crap, there's your problem. Yes, it was the bent grass dying off, uh, but in turn, it was uh, uh, grubs causing a lot, a lot, a lot of the issues. So uh, um, kind of cool to see, but obviously, you know, for me to say it's cool to see, uh, but we don't really want to ever see these issues. Uh, but they were untreated, not paid grub control lawns. So uh, um, there's a reason why we do these things. Um I mean, to be honest, it's probably the this year's been the worst I've ever I've seen in a long time with grub outbreaks, and they're isolated. They're not; it's not terrible, but I haven't seen a grub problem in a while in a residential setting. And uh, just like chinch bug, you know, sod webworm, chinch bug, grub now this year. Um, I would imagine because of the cooler temperatures right now, we're going to see some uh, European crane fly start yeah. becoming an issue. Seeing them. Last um, last three days, definitely flying around yeah. pretty heavy. So Good call. Good call. You know, it's um, – but, you know, just the, the old thing is that if you are out seeding right now, um, make sure these people are watering their, their seed, please, because, you know, I, I might have said this a couple of weeks ago. When, when I used to do seeding jobs, I would always schedule a job 10 to 14 days later 
just to follow up to make sure people were watering and um, do another application and do a billable, um, whether it was a lime application or even just a starter fertilizer after the fact. Um, just it's amazing how many uh, either they're not being told or they just refuse to do it whether they're long when they seed. I was walking my dog the other day and a company was uh, overseeded, uh, aerated and overseeded the lawn, left the seed all over the sidewalk. Um, and it's bone dry. It's bone dry. I don't know how you expect seed to germinate if you're bone dry. Well, the only place it's going to germinate is in the cracks of the sidewalk where they left it. You know that. <laughs> Especially I mean, if it's a paver sidewalk, then you're in trouble for that. But. You know, and it, this is probably, I always imagine this lawn is probably 8,000 square foot. And it's probably the $275 special um, for 8,000 square feet. You know, I'm I'm being facetious. Yes. I hope I'm being facetious. You anyway. are. You are. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, this is why, you know, the, the professionalism in this industry, in our industry needs, needs to change a little bit because we can't be leaving seed all over the sidewalk. When I tell you, dude, there had to be. I'm going to guess probably 500 square foot of sidewalk, and there was probably a good 15 pounds of seed on the on the oh, sidewalks. Geez. Why not blow it down and put it back into the lawn? Wow. I mean, you can yeah. use, use a shovel for that one. Exactly. <laughs> and um, I just, it's just I, it was mind boggling. And then this morning before I uh, hit the road a little bit this morning, I took the dog for a walk and uh, one of our national chains was out fertilizing properties today. And uh you know, of course, fertilizer left all over the sidewalks, and I made my phone call. <laughs> I mean, it just—I I chuckle, but I mean, it—it's disgraceful. It really is because. Yep. I'm not gonna say what national chain it is, and I don't know, but I do remember a national chain, probably what ten, twelve years ago. The amount of negative press they had because of some accidental—we'll call them misapplications, chemical mm -hmm. spills. Um, mm -hmm. that's still in, in people's minds. They, they still remember that to that name. Unfor well, fortunately, unfortunately, however you want to look at it, but in an industry whole, and when they see that again, they, they mark us as all the same. You know, it, it's, it's attention to detail. You know, it's, it's something that I, you know, I'm not saying it's every, believe me, it's not everybody. Cause I, I have a lot of customers who that is what they strive on is their attention to detail. And, you know, it's just like even when you're seeding, you know, an old standy to uh, handy tool. And I'll be the first one to tell you I never used one back when I did it. And I just happened to see uh, <laughs> Chris Stout, uh, you know, using one. And his attention to detail is something he strives on as well. And uh, I went and bought one and touched up some areas that my son missed in my backyard. And, uh, you know, so I uh, it was actually a very easy thing to do and for 30 bucks i was like wow what, what why did i ever think of this what is it called because i called it garden weasel oh oh the hand garden weasel yeah oh yeah yeah. yeah. all right because i saw him he had a battery controlled one too i have oh, a garden. i didn't see that one yeah it, i i called it making cake it looked like he was literally making cake <laughs> um but no i have a garden weasel i again yes great tool um and some there was a, a local guy up our area that came up with a uh, with all these new plastics, a garden weasel, mm, like re reinventing the mouse trap again. Mm -hmm. But this one had a spot where you could put your foot on it, a little, little kickstand on the side or foot peg. 
So when you needed to add on some extra pressure, you literally would put your foot on it. It was slick as it was sold at, at the, our site one. It was, let's see, was it Lesko at the time or was it John Deere or was it site one? I'm not sure what name it was at the time, but um, he was pushing them, did a beautiful job of branding the whole nine yards. Not sure if it went anywhere. I haven't seen any around lately, but yeah, the garden weasel, good little tool. When I was at the golf, when I was on the golf course working back in the early nineties, we had this little foot tool. Actually, uh, one of the retirees that was working for us was a, uh, was a retired Mason, but he was very, just very handy. And, uh, he made us a little, uh, God, I don't even know how to describe it, but uh, like, it was like a pole with a handle with a foot, um, thing that had like spikes coming off of it. So when you, you needed to like touch up an area that might not, might've either got a divot taken off the green from some moron or, uh, whatever, you know, an area that's like really locally dry spot, you were able to like, you know, step on it and put some holes in the ground and get some water into it or even put some seed into it. So uh, it was really a handy tool and I wish I still had it so I could like maybe make it and uh, sell it, you know, but uh, it's, it was a really cool thing. And, but like I said, I mean, this little garden weasel, I, I had, I don't know, like 200 square feet I had to do and I uh, wasn't about to rent an aerator uh, or a slice eater again. So um, I just grind and bared it and, you know, didn't like it, but you know, at the end of the day, it was, uh, tore it up pretty good, put some more seed down in the area and, uh, we'll be good to go. Add some water and watch exactly. it go. Cause yeah. we are, I can't wait to see my water bill this next We quarter. Uh, we, we are, uh, I think we're finally moving into seeding season where mother nature is allowing us to do some seeding. I mean, last week up here in Connecticut was brutally hot. It was ridiculously yeah. hot and. Then we had all kinds of rain over the weekend, nasty humidity. I mean, the dew point was up near 70 during the nights. It was brutal. We had disease outbreak again, which is crazy. And it finally broke about midweek this week. Wednesday, was it Wednesday? Wednesday, we got snot locker. We almost got two. Well, we got two inches of rain. Some places got three inches of rain. Um, well, it was up nuts. In the uh, central Jersey area, when I was with Dave and actually with one of my golf customers uh, up in that area too, we were talking about how much, cause they got a lot of rain. They had like five inches on Sunday, another like three on Monday. And then Wednesday morning, they had another three. So they had anywhere between like eight to 11 inches of rain where we got like three quarters of an inch on wow. Sunday and like a 10th of an inch on Wednesday morning. It, it's wild um, because New Jersey, so New Jersey, New Jersey so, is it's big, but it's not because it's so skinny and it's so wild yeah. that your weather can be so different from one end to the other. Well, typically when, I mean, this storm was coming up from the south, I guess it was, from what I understand, it was remnants of this hurricane. Yeah. Uh, or not remnants, but part a, of the hurricane. A band but, of it. Like the bands of it or whatever. Um, but like thunderstorm wise in the summer, typically, you know, Pennsylvania will get the storms coming across. And then it, it depends on the water temperature of the Delaware River if it's going to come into my area. So depending on the river temperature, it'll either come or it actually dissipate and go around us and then form down the shore again. <laughs> it's I mean, I've seen it a thousand times. And uh, so where like where I'm at and then there's a golf country club called Galway National outside of Atlantic City, he'll get the rain. And then um, sometimes like down at the shore club in Wildwood, outside of Wildwood, He'll either get missed or get the rain as well, depending on the track. So, um, but you know, back when I used to sell to him, uh, Al sells to him. So 
Um, you know, we used to kid about how much rainfall we weren't getting. <laughs> it, it's so weather can be so screwy. So again, we not that I'm a weatherman, but over the years of doing this, Mother Nature seems to make up for herself continuously. Yeah, she does. I'm just going to say this and we'll see what happens in the spring. I'm not sure how much snow we're actually going to get. If we're getting this amount of moisture the way we are, I'm not sure. I mean, man. Um, but it's still part of me wants snow. Oh, the I do. Part we, of me doesn't. We need it. Um, we need we do. it. We do. I think we need some snow cover. Um, you know, part of me wants it. Only, uh, you know, I think some guys want some revenue. I mean, oh, I hope they get it. it. No. Yeah, we need some revenue for some people. Um, so, you know, and it doesn't have to be blizzards. You know, these three-inch storms are... Honey holes. They're the money makers. Yep. Um, so give us 20 of them. And, well, maybe not 20. I might get thrown <laughs> darts at it. We get 20. Um, but, you know, give us some snow to make some money over the winter time, and uh, But don't let it last all, like, you know, for two months or whatever. Just, you know, let it, let it snow, let it sleet, whatever it might be, and then... Two days later, let us have some weather to go play some golf. And oh, geez, next you week, really want it? Again. Give me a break. Yeah, well, I love winter golf, dude. So that's the, the best time. Nobody's out there. It's funny because you hear stories of you know Mother Nature always writes itself. So is it going to continue with this moisture? And then you talk to the farmers, and a lot of old farmers would say it's not going to snow until the swamps are full because they need that. The air needs that moisture as it comes across to continue mm -hmm. building the storm. I'm like, well. Our swamps are full, so you know which one is it going to be? Is it going to be good snow or not snow? And we'll talk. We'll talk about that in April, I guess, when we know the results of it. Well, I guess it just depends on the track of these El Ninos and La Ninas and all that stuff. Um, and then I don't know. Somebody had mentioned to me about some volcano that's out in the middle of an ocean somewhere that is disrupting the weather. So um, I don't know if that's true or not, but it's just uh, it's just interesting what people come up with that will you know, make the weather, uh, well, you know, tell us what the weather is doing because of something. So I, I mentioned that to one of my clients that is a retired weatherman, the, the volcano thing. And he says, Kevin, <clears throat> I don't know of that. Not that the saying is not happening because I am retired. He says, but that happens all the time. And he goes, Hawaii is nothing but volcanic ground. Yeah. yeah. And he said, he goes, here's a fun fact for you. He goes, how many acres a year do you think Hawaii in whole, not just one island, but Hawaii itself grows every year. I'm like, geez, I don't know. Just from volcano um, erupting and, and it, the molten cooling and all stuff, 40 acres a year it increases by. Seriously? Yep. That's. I mean, that's what he said. I mean, he's, he's been doing this 35 years. He says it's a pretty cool fact, you know, not saying that that land is usable because it is just molten and it can stay yeah. hot for a long time and it's not tillable soil, but um, it's slowly, slowly increasing every every year just from that molten being erupted from down below in the ocean and cooling down and getting bigger and bigger. I'm like, wow, that's a pretty cool fact. Well, so eventually one of those are going to really erupt and oh, yeah. hope not. <clears throat> yeah, then the shit's really going to hit the fan. Yeah. Well, wow, I didn't know that. And that's that's interesting. And uh, maybe we'd like to learn how to grow grass on lava. <laughs> no, thank you. Maybe go, get some kikuya or some Bermuda grass to grow on it. Some iron cutter. No. So let's see. Let's uh, unpack. It's been it's been a crazy week. Just we're kind of like in between about six seasons. It almost seems like from rain, dry out in the Midwest to seeding season over here. Um, I just have a bunch of things on my mind. Want to want to talk about one was last week when we had Sheila on, which um, we got a lot of great feedback from. Which again, if yes, I, likewise. If anyone is 
looking for someone to do business tax preparation and or help in financial advising, Sheila's a great option. She's in our show notes. Sheila Chaplin, South Carolina, reliable tax solutions or services. I like solutions. I want to change her name, but it sound better. But um, look for a professional. And, and here's one reason why, because I dug in deeper once we started talking about HSAs. And there's another guy that I, I watch a lot of his videos from is Mark Kohler. I think it's Main Street Financial. Great YouTube, wealth of knowledge. Him and Matt Sorensen, they have books out, seminars, all this stuff. Really, really good. And they're very, very creative um, to finance and protecting your wealth from taxes correctly and uh, interesting. And I've done, I've done a, I had a consultation with them two years ago or years ago, uh, two years ago before I stepped over to be an S corporation. But HSAs, you can start one through a financial institution such as Vanguard, Fidelity, mm -hmm. all that. And those are brokerage accounts where that health savings account is in that business itself. It's You you can only uh, make trades or invest in stock options that they have funds for. Then you can do a self-directed, which is something that they recommend, of course, because they have their own website for self-directing. But when that is the case, that it, HSA becomes even more of a tool for a person. So HSA goes in tax-free, comes out tax-free, can be willed to your spouse as medicals, but then it can also be done to your kids. And I think once it goes to the kid, and I don't know this completely yet, I think it can break that veil to it doesn't have to be medical for them. I'm not sure. We'll leave that alone because it is an investment tool. Um, we'll find that answer out. But when it's self-directed, you can use that as an investment tool where you can borrow that money from that money. And if you want to invest in real estate, you want to invest in a loan for someone, or you want to use it for your business to buy a vehicle and pay yourself back at interest, um, that has to be done as a self-directed, which is completely different than through an institution where they have basically control of your money to some degree. Um, but it's a really cool tool because you can save all your and there's a huge list of what medical uh, purchases fall under. Sunscreen, tampons, uh, you name it. And if you're paying out of pocket and you're still doing your investment to that every year, you save those receipts. And after one year, three years, five years, whatever you want it to be, you can go and submit those receipts and take that money out of there and pay yourself 100% tax-free as a reimbursement. Mm -hmm. It's There's some really really cool things i know sheila couldn't get deep into it because it just would take up the whole show just a, a really neat tool that i think we should pay attention to more as small business people because it can be a tool that we can use for not only our health and retirement years but it also can be used as a tax-free investment tool as you're building your business which again you'd have to be self-directed but please talk to a professional i am far from being a professional but I am doing a lot of research on it because it seems like a really cool option to have, whether I go self-directed or if I do it through an uh, institution. But I did mine self-directed. <clears throat> you did? Um, yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, I don't know which is the best way to do it. I did it that way only because my employer uh, sent me the form to do it, and it was all up to me on how much and all that kind of stuff. But, um, I, you know, I didn't even know anything about it until i'm just like i'm just getting killed in taxes and i'm like how how do i you know 
pay less in taxes. And uh, so this is something that we talked about at a, one of our sales meetings and uh, I had forgotten about it, but then, you know, I complained one day about something about taxes and they're like, Oh, you better do this. This will number one, it'll help you out for the future. And number two, it's tax free and um, all that good stuff. So um, I did it. And uh, you know, I think it's a good idea. Uh, maybe not for the younger generation, but you know, then again, if you're doing self-directed, I think it's very good for yeah, the younger generation right, because it's yeah. a, it, it's a, a borrowing tool. And, and I'm going to explain the tax free thing just in case people aren't, familiar understand that because it you can say those words and they sound really cool until you really really know it um being when when doug's saying tax free what that means is whatever you're taking out of your paycheck and putting into this fund reduces your total income to being a taxable income so let's say you're at fifty thousand dollars and you can put five thousand dollars away in that now your taxable income on your 1040 is going to be $45,000, not that five. So that five slides over to your HSA. It reduces your tax exposure on your 1040. But then all the growth of that money that is in there is 100% taxable. So as it's growing and you pull out of there, there's no penalties. It's other than a Roth. A Roth you have to pay tax on before it goes into your money because that's it needs to be taxable money in there. But the HSA is totally different. So that's when Doug's saying tax-free, it reduces his tax liability for the mm -hmm. year. And that's that's how you get it. And those are, you know, these are all the tools that was never taught. You talked about it with Sheila, that your parents never taught you and no. minded because it wasn't needed at the time. Well, you know, one of the reasons why we're I'm so into this now is that, you know, I don't have any write-offs anymore. You know, so, you know, my, my kids aren't write-offs anymore for me. So not that it was a major no it, it, it helps it helps well, yeah it helps a lot you're right so now it's just like you know the first time i had well this is i guess two years ago now the f two years ago the first time i had to, did not have them as a write-off anymore i'm just like holy crap i owe a lot of money and yeah so these are things to to do to help offset that and uh i mean look i just do as much as you can you don't have to go crazy on it but just do as much as you can and uh but again, even how no matter how old you are in the industry, if you're a young guy, an older guy, whatever, young lady, young older woman, start doing it because it'll help you when you do retire. And uh, you know, it's it's a good thing. And these are things that we all need to talk about and and think about because I like I, I've always said I wish I had that guidance when I was young. Um, you know, I have done that for my both of my kids now. But I didn't have that, like Kevin said, when I was growing up, and I don't think he did either. So. No, and, and I'm going to go back to a perfect example of this. When I was 18 years old, <clears throat> there was a kid I went to high school with. I'm just going to say Brian. I won't go over his last name. And they were Jewish. And when you and I went to school, you know, nationalities were kind of a thing where this is, this guy's Jewish, this guy's Irish, da, 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 da. it just it, what what it was. But his dad was one of the most amazing men. One, he was Mr. Olympia a few times, which is cool. Wow. Uh, yeah, really cool dude. Uh, everyone loved him. But he started with nothing. He literally had an apartment before Brian was born, and his sister and him and his wife had lawn chairs for furniture. The webbing one, the old webbing mm -hmm. ones. That's what they mm -hmm. had for furniture. Self-made, grew up, 
ended up owning some healthcare facilities and was just, uh, he was giving to everyone. He took care of my grandfather. God bless him. He, amazing what he did. You go into these uh, retirement homes. My grandfather was was passing away from lung cancer and get, he got him a private room. He got him everything and no extra charge for anything. What a great man. But um, be that as may, that Jewish community, they teach their own business and finance and money. And you know, everyone says, oh, but Jews have so much money. Well, because they educate the young and they teach them that the worth of money is very important and there's they have their percentage of what they can spend, what they're going to put away and what they're going to invest in. And I remember Brian, we're going to the bank. I was going to make my car payment and uh, he was going to put money in his retirement account at 18. I'm like, what's that, Brian? He goes... <laughs> Well, this is what it is. and da, da, da. So I went and talked to my dad about it. And he goes, ah, you're too young. You don't need to do anything like that. Oh, my gosh. And I had the money. I was I was landscaping. I had a pocket full of 50s all the time. I could have put in $500 back then when I was 18 <laughs> and never touched it again, you know, type thing. And, yeah, I wouldn't be a millionaire today, but the power of time on investment. So you young folks that are out there, please, 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 please. Take advantage of the time that you have in front of you. It's even if it's a hundred dollars a month, it's just huge. go talk to a financial advisor. So, spend an hour with somebody, you know, in a financial advisor, and they will show you what to do. You just tell them how much you can afford to do. And if and I, they I agree will with show that, show you, yeah, they make will sure show you how much it will be when you're 60 years old. And you can do that on YouTube as well, and you can yeah, Google it. Absolutely. Just do it online. Please be careful when you go either to an advisor, call Sheila, because she's honest and she has a wonderful heart and she really loves to help people. And two, when you get into these funds, you want either free or extremely low cost whatsoever, because the way they make their money is off of your money. And then they want to make it off of a service fee because they have your money. So most of them that are good and legit larger ones, they're called no load fees. You want to make sure that you're not paying for them to manage your money because they, they are, but they're not. It's just a big matrix of 10,000 people have this stock, 10,000 people have this stock of this portfolio that they're in and they manage it from there. There's really not one person managing yours. It's just a mass number of buys. So don't get caught up on there where you have advisors that want to contact you all the time and make transfers and change here and change there because every time they move a fund, they're going to get a piece of the pie when it's that way. So just do your homework because you can run up a bill quickly and you want to be, yep. you can do it completely free. You can go into, let's say a Vanguard, 100% free, sign up free, put money in there, let their company, their matrix make the changes and investments for you and just watch your money grow. If you want to learn more about it and make some changes yourself, awesome, down the road. Yep. But to yep. get start, let them do what they do. That's what they do and they're good at it. And another simple thing you can do is if you're if you're afraid of those that kind of stuff, you know, if you're just don't just there's online savings accounts that can make you five and a half percent right now. So yep. <laughs> why not? If you don't want to do that step, just put your money in an online savings account. Something that's going to give you uh, a yield. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're regular. I mean, I, I'm not trying to like knock on banks, but, you know, at the end of the day. The regular bank, your corner bank or the bank you're using right now is not going to make you any money. <laughs> they're just not. I, I went up to my bank and said, look, if you're, can you do this? And they're like, no. Then I, I'm pulling money out like every month and putting it into an online savings bank to uh, make more money on it. 
So I follow The Profit First, which is a book by Michael McAllowitz. Mm -hmm. um, I don't follow it completely to where you have one exact account for your operating expense, OPEX, to taxes, to this and that. But I have, I believe, four or five different banks that money is in. And it's not that I have that much money, but one, I like it to where if electronically my sales tax and my quarterly taxes are going on to which the government basically has access to, I don't want them having access to my complete account. So mm -hmm. that money gets moved over to this one. And then this one goes over to this one. And this one goes over to my payments for this. And then I have my nest egg, which is my OPEX, my operating expense on, I use Ally. And Ally mm -hmm. is paying 4.3 right now. And it's, you know, it's funny, Doug and I can talk about back in the day when CDs, all that stuff, <laughs> were actually paying yeah. decent money at the time. <clears throat> yeah. And then as the economy changed and money became cheaper and cheaper, that's when you guys, as younger people, didn't see these returns in savings accounts, bonds, CDs, all that stuff. We all played with that because my first mortgage was 9.75 and that was a great rate because our credit. And the guy said, this is a great rate due to your credit and the amount of money you're putting down. You know, now we're at seven and people are having a cow. Okay, housing costs weren't as high as they are right now, but interest rates were that high, but they were also paying us for our money that they were lending. And that's all it is, a bank. I went in to start my fourth bank account in the beginning of the spring, local small town bank. Sitting down with a guy and we're talking. I'm like, sir, and I, I won't call him his name because whatever, but... um. We'll call him Tom. Tom, do you realize that a bank is just a Ponzi scheme? He sits back with his arms behind his head. He's like, explain to me. I'm like, John, you're going to take this $5,000 and I'm going to start with this bank account, right? And what are you going to do? Those three people over there in the window are going to take out my $5,000. I no longer have it, but they have it. So it's just a shift of money. It's all it is and how long they can keep it and lend it out on someone renting or buying a car so they get their interest rate back. So it's just a... It's a Ponzi scheme. It's a legal Ponzi scheme. It's all a bank is. Well, if they're out lending your money out, you should be getting some money back for that. Yep. And it's starting to come back again. And, you know, my goal was having the Ally account was to have enough interest in there for the year to pay X amount a bill one time. That, that's just cool. It's a free payment on one bill that I have, which we've never been able to do before because I think an average bank is 0 0.002, which works out to like $21 for the year if you had $1,000 in there or mm -hmm. not, no, $2, I'm sorry, $2 if you had $1,000 in there. So starting to see some return on our monies is cool. So I agree with that, Doug, when you say maybe you don't want to get or you're too busy to get into an HSA or a 401k or any of that, put it in one of these high deals. I use Ally. You went to what, Capital One? Capital One. And you know, right now what Capital One's doing, even if like I don't know. I think it's I think it's a thousand bucks. All you have to do is a thousand bucks. It's like four point five, oh. I think, right now. Plus, um, if you open a checking account with them, and you write like two checks in the first sixty days or something, they'll give you three hundred and fifty bucks. Okay, maybe not crazy amount of money, but hell, you know, hell yeah, it is. It's free. <laughs> <laughs> in my eyes, that's free money. So. Um, that happened after I opened my account, so um, I'm, there's no sense for me to do it. But just in you know the last few months that I've done it, I mean I'm, I watched the interest and look at the interest that I'm making in my bank, my regular bank, and I'm like, God, I should just take it all out right now and put it into this thing. <laughs> um, 
but you know, I, I want to have money locally as well. So, um, and I agree with that. I do too. And, and I just want to let people know, like ally bank, I also use relay bank relay is more set up for accountants. And that's what, um, Megan and Joey Coberly from the landscaping bookkeeper, um, she recommended because I was trying, I was having a problem finding a bank that she could have easy access to in a yep. view only, um, whatever it's called, uh, form so that, you know, no one could make any changes, but she could see everything when she needed to see it. And, and for, honestly, it's, it's very difficult to do on the banks that we were dealing with. So it does take time for money to move when you're in an electric. Happy birthday to your twins, by the way. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, yeah, 26. Imagine that. Wow. Boom. Um, My daughter's going to be 23 in about three weeks. And nice. I'm like, God, you got to be kidding me. So is that October? October 5th, yeah. Got it. Um, so yeah, it takes a little bit of time for money to move, even the deposits of checks and all that stuff. So you just want to prepare yourself if you need money right away. Because yep. the best way to do it is, one, you can set up an HGH payment to something. Or, like you said have a brick and mortar that you can transfer it to so that you can go there and say, please, I need to withdraw money. So there, there is a little bit of preparation you need to do for that. So just pay attention to that. So you could, you could do it right on your phone. It literally yeah. oh, took yeah. me five minutes to do it. And, and if you can figure it out, anyone can figure it out. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, um, and you know, the only downside is, is that like, it takes a few days for the money to kind of transfer, so to say. Right. Um, I, I don't know if that's a downside or not, but it, to me it is, I think, you know, it should be available right away. But, um, I know like I set my daughter up in one of these and my son and with theirs, it transferred like within a day. So, um, it just, depending on the situ, uh, the financial institution you're going to do it with, um, I did theirs with discover, um, because they got some money for doing it through them because they were under a certain age. So, um, but again, it's sitting in their bank account making zero money. Why not put it in a bank account that can make you know four and a half percent? I I'm living it. I'm I'm on the website yeah. right now. It's four point three percent. Um, and then they have some other add-ons that you can get if you mm-hmm. meet some some other criteria. But they don't list them. They said you know you can contact us and and get furthermore. So it's again four three. That's what I, I think I'm getting four two at Alley. I'll check that in a minute. But um. We'll wrap this up on the banking. We'll move into some other things, but we're going to... All right, welcome back. We had a quick break there. We had to do a little technical stuff on the back end. Things weren't lining up the way they needed to be. But so, yeah, that's enough of the banking stuff. Uh, there's always so much to learn. Mark Kohler on YouTube. We have Sheila Chaplin. You can always reach out to her. She's in our show notes. She was on last episode. Definitely look into that. So what else do we have, Douglas? I, I'm going to talk Steel Green for a little bit, if that's all right. No, that's that's fine. I'm just like I said. I got a. It's going to be diarrhea of the mouth. I got all kinds of different things. So, well, we could talk about also their their programs that are coming up and their price increases that are coming. And right yeah. now is the best time to buy. So cool. Um, so today was another start of the day. Today's this this round for me is kind of the hodgepodge because we we have seating going on, we have round four going on. We have preparation for round four going on. So going out and doing weed control, did some sublime today on some bent grass lawns. Um, so all kinds of stuff going on. But started the morning off with the old big girl out there, um, the XL. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all I can say. It's cool. Um, is it something that everyone should have? No. 
if you don't have some of the larger properties, can you increase your time on the field with, or reduce your time on the field with the extra wide boom on a 46, 52, whatever it is? Absolutely. Um, for me, this works for me, and that's why I got it. it it's been a little bit of time into making, looking at it, and studying, and why I want it. Um, still, be very curious to see what happens when the granular hopper comes out. But be that as it may, the few things that I found out not bad about it, just operator error issues. Um, the rotating nozzles, so you can have three different mm-hmm. spray tips on it, and you can rotate, which is really cool. But when you're out there in your wings and you're not on perfectly flat ground, one of them either left or right, it's happened a couple of times, if it bumps the ground because there's a little hill next to you, it rotates it just enough so it's not spraying. So you're constantly looking to see. So I've learned to just leave the boom up just a tiny bit off of a park spot in certain areas when there's elevation changes. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt was asking, you know, he's really interested in how it would work and he's going to come play with it. But when you have the boom out in front, it's to- you just have to think different than when you have the boom out and back. So yep. instead of driving into a corner, you back into a corner and you pull out. So it took a little time for that. One of the properties I did today, it would have been faster with the small machine, but it was in between a couple stops and it had a ton of trees. And it it was tough cutting that in and, and getting it right and all that stuff. But it is what it is. She likes the fuel. Woo. Man, she's a thirsty girl. 35 horse Kawasaki. <laughs> Holy Jesus. You know, I never even thought to even ask you about that. Damn. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. I'm, again, it's going to go to production time and cost of production time. It, it's it's a, it's going to be a wash because right. I went to one of the sports fields. It's it's 700,000 square feet all combined, two, two different locations. And it was, I see one full tank, it's eight, it's an eight gallon tank. I went through like one and a half gallons, uh, one and a half tanks for that day, but that's 750 feet, you know? So I haven't done any matrix and math. I'll do that over the winter time, but yeah, I almost had to do the walk of shame <laughs> for a gas can. I'm like, I looked down at the gauge one time on one of my paths. I'm like, oh, I should go back to the truck and top this puppy off. Cause I'm a long way from the truck. So yeah, she likes, wow. she likes the fuel. It's good to know. The light. This morning I was out early. Son of a gun! I actually, you could actually go out at night and do that. It's that bright and that wide where you no could run. Yep, you could run passes. And believe it or not, the soccer facility that you went to, Sports World. Yeah, I'm gonna start at like four o'clock in the morning just because I can, because of the light, just to see what it's like as a test. It's that bright. It's that good. Wow, that's actually really good to know. I've, I ha- actually have a few uh, golf courses that are interested in this, uh, but they. Unfortunately, they just can't buy it yet because their budget isn't out for 2024. And uh, um, I mean, I guess technically we could try to figure something out and, you know, maybe I'll have to make those phone calls. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, that's actually very good to know because, you know, could you imagine a golf course going out and spraying fairways at four o'clock in the morning instead of having to wait until the sun comes up? Yep. Um, Now, granted, um, it could be, you know, a liability thing that they still wouldn't do it that way, but maybe get out a, an hour earlier ahead of play is a huge, huge thing for the golf market because it gets worse and worse um, with members complaining that, you know, every time I play golf, I got to get, you know, slow down because the guy's out spraying. <laughs> well, you want green I, grass? I, you'd be surprised <laughs> to some of the things that, <laughs> wow. 
anyway, it's uh, it's that entitlement on golf courses that is out of control. Uh, but anyway, it's that would be ideal if they could get out an hour or two earlier just to beat that member traffic or even a public course. I mean, I'm talking to one of my public courses right now that I didn't even think about that. As soon as I tell him that or he listens to this on that on the podcast, I'll bet you I get a phone call right away. I I will fire it up tonight in my yard and take a picture. It's it's impressively wide. The only thing I would do, I am going to do, is I am going to mount a light on the same switch for the backside. Small. Just a small light so you can see behind you as you back as you if you need to back into something. Because I mean, where I live, I don't have any ambient light from street light or anything it's dark mm. dark here and you're you're in an abyss it's completely black behind you it's cool it's like being out in the ocean with just your headlight on or spotlight on and then behind you just like disappears so it i tried it this morning i'm like wow that with a foam marker no problem at all not not even worried about it can't wait to do the soccer field actually wow that's awesome that is absolutely awesome that's like you know it's so bright like i i when I don't really go striper fishing all that much anymore, but when I used to, oh, yeah. I used to have this uh, light that went off the, you know, my hat that I put on, and dude, you could see two hundred yards out into the water. That's awesome. That's how bright it was, and like, you know, so that's awesome that you have that luxury on that machine. That's great. Yeah, good thing. It's a good piece that they put on there that comes standard. I haven't tried the hill assist on it yet, which is wild. Um, I should probably try that one time. But I've been on flat ground, which is good. I would. Mm-hmm. I've lost. The 52 down embankments way too many times. I don't want to test this Yeah, I don't want to see that picture, dude. No, I don't want to test it. That's The gun that they put on there is a gallon <laughs> nozzle on that thing. So I just, yeah, I'll stay here. I'll spray it with the hose. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, what else is there? Uh, it's a hydraulically driven pump. So it comes right off of the hydros itself. So you have to be running at max um, RPM at all times. So you drop it down and the pressure will drop down. So you, that's one thing. Uh, the agitator recirculator is no joke. It moves water. It baffling. Actually, with the combo that I'm putting down right now, it must be the um, organic nitrogen I'm putting down. It gets pretty frothy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, there's a, a giant, a gigantic head in there. That's how much volume of water it's running through. Actually, very impressive on how much it's recirculating. Uh, there's a prime button on there, so when you if your tank does go dry and, and you are reloading, you hit the prime button and it basically primes the pump in the system so you don't have to sit there and wait for it and bleed out your lines, which is pretty cool. One mistake I've made a couple of times already is you forget to turn the prime off and then you start spraying. You can't build the pressure you want to. And you're literally today, I pulled the screen out of the screen. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? My first pass. I'm like, oh, dumbass. Prime's still on. As soon as you turn it off, your pump pressure goes right up to what you have adjusted. There's the manual gray screw valve, whatever, to adjust your pump. And then you have also an electronic um, toggle switch up plus or minus. And each time you bump it, it goes up or down one PSI, which is cool. So you really can fine tune your PSI. I'm running 40 right now at 5.6 miles an hour, half gallon nozzles, but it's all, it's, it's sweet. It's, uh, I'm getting more and more comfortable. Not that I wasn't uncomfortable, but now I'm swinging this thing around like I was running my 52. It's like, yep. I gotcha. You know, it's it's funny. Um, one of my uh, I picked up a new customer up in North Jersey, and uh, he we delivered his uh, fifty two 
last week and I was not aware of the crate that these things oh, yeah. come in. It's no and joke. It, it, it's amazing. <laughs> like Keith had sent me a picture and I'm like, oh my God. But uh, I mean, I understand it because it's, you know, getting put on a, you know, a truck getting out here and whatnot. But, uh, you know, it, it, it was just, wow. I couldn't even believe it. Interesting. Yeah. So far, like I said, everything has been cool. I, the more and more comfortable I get on it, I can see myself using it on smaller and smaller properties. When I mean small, I'm not talking 15,000. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. To, today, I did one of the town properties and I have a, um, bread and breakfast right across the street from it. I'm like, I always do it in combo. I'm like, it, it, it was a little bit more work on some of the cut in, but you know, it worked and that's a uh, 22,000 square feet and, and some obstacles, but both of these properties were on the main dragon town and man, the looks that I got people pulling over workers, landscapers, one of the private academies, the town employees, they all came over. I'm like, anyone want to drive it? I got, I, I got three more weeks of this. You can drive it all you want. Um, cool tool. It's it's going to become a very popular. The bigger one's going to become a popular machine in the the sports turf. Um, even municipality who uh, people take care of their own property still. Um, sports turf and golf because number one, it's it it's so much less expensive than these so called golf only machines out there. Um, I mean, even with a the GPS unit and all that, in which I don't know anything much about of that standpoint yet. Um, it's like half the cost of a Toro. So, um, you know, it's very versatile. You could put a hopper to, to spread with it, you know, once that gets done. Um, so I could see this machine becoming the next best thing in the sports turf and golf market. Um, and here's, so. here's another piece for a municipality. So I mounted a 15 gallon. I was going to ask you about that. That thing is cream of the crop. Nice. So for just right now i'm cleaning up so i don't have to you know whatever's in your tank doesn't have to have herbicide and you're wasting it so i'm just cleaning up some ivy that's broke you know through that comes out in the fall time some breakthrough on the edges it's in it yeah anyway that's cool tool um steel green will take my advice from that one there'll be there'll be a piece for that but I think of municipalities because we have a couple towns that do that where they treat and they have their license to treat their guardrails for sightline and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah that thing yeah. does 10 miles an hour. You can take your boom and angle it so it's just above the guardrail and have just one boom on. And once you're at your location, you know, you can drive down to your application speed of whatever you have it calibrated for, for your product of five miles an hour. But then in between each guardrail, you can do 10 miles an hour to get to it. It's perfect for a town for guardrail evasive fence line all that stuff it for the for the price of the machine and i'm not saying it's it's giveaway money but it's a very useful tool for just not just golf not just sports not just for me but municipalities could use the heck out of that thing oh definitely and uh you know i have a municipality that i deal with two of them that i deal with and they both have the uh the z sprays and uh but i can see uh, both of those municipalities buying this machine in the next year or two just because they have a labor issue. Even in municipalities, they can't find people there either, um, which is amazing to me, especially with the uh, the benefits and the uh, pension, pension plans that they have um, or retirement packages, whatever you want to call them. Uh, but at the same time, they – 
this will be a game changer. Like my one does about 80 acres. Another one does about 150 acres. So it's going to be a game changer for them. Um, and there's a lot, a lot of like complexes out there that take, try to take care of their own. And this, you know, should be something that grows into that market. And, uh, you know, if you're in that market right now is the time to buy. Um, there's going to be a, you know, a, a, at least a 4% increase on these machines. Um, right now you get free parts credit and a war an extra year warranty, um, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it is. And, uh, you know, there's financing available. So contact your local steel green dealer and see if they can, you know, hook you up and, uh, get one done now if you're interested cuz uh, or at least talk to them and see the price difference cuz i think the 52 it's like a thousand bucks difference you know the increase will be a thousand bucks yeah. yeah it's roughly about that yeah so since you mentioned the word increase uh ran into my my insurance agent yesterday broker agent whatever mm -hmm. not so much on the business side of the increases but what they're finding in um homeowners insurance for properties of anywhere from 30 to a hundred percent increases he had one guy that we both know in town and his policy was twenty four hundred dollars and his renewal came over at forty two hundred bucks yep. no claims no claims i'm like bill why and this all goes back to our business i'm like why bill and as soon as he started talking about it i'm like oh that is exactly our model as well. So these big insurance companies like State Farm is writing no more new policies. None. They've pulled out of Florida. They want nothing to do with that exposure. They've had nationwide, not the company, but nationally, they've had some heavy claims with all these different storms and floodings and all that mm -hmm. stuff. One, they need to recoup their money because they're never going to lose their money. And two, they're finding that it is a lot less exposure and easier to do less business for more money. Done. Simple. That's Bill goes, that's exactly what they want to do. They want to clean the herd. They want primo customers and they want to charge them more and do less work. Yep. Done. And then that's what really us as a service-based industry wants to do as well or should be aiming to do. Well, you know, take a look at what's going on in the world right now. You know, I'm not necessarily what's going on. I don't know if UPS even went on strike, but I think it's either in negotiations or eventually will go on strike. You know, obviously the, the workers want more money. They want their, they want a fair share of profits. And now I guess, but yesterday the, uh, auto auto workers Alliance. Hold um, hold on. <laughs> yeah. What? No, the car, the car price is going to go yeah. through the roof. Yeah. They, you know, they went on strike and, uh, they want more, of the profits, and um, I, I, I just I read something else today of, of some other organization that's I can't remember what it was, but um, they're going to go on strike, and it's you know I I you know pe people want to get paid more money because they see profits of these big corporations, and they're tired of not getting rewarded for it, and. Um, look, at the end of the day, you know, yes, your owners and managers and whatever are going to make more money than you. It's just the way it is. Not the way it happens in sports, but it's the way it is <laughs> in the real world. Um, but at the same time, I think some of it has gone out of control. Um, and uh, quite frankly, you know, people are getting tired of it. But, you know, the problem with the auto uh, part of it is that, you know, 
we as the taxpayers, how many times have we bailed them out? So, and I'm just going to let everyone out on a dark, dirty secret. <clears throat> if the uh, UAW gets what they want at, with their negotiations and strike, the owners aren't going to take any less. That's correct. The money's coming from us. Yep, 100%, the, the, dude. The, they're never going to lose a reduction in their profitability. That that nope. That's all pass-through. It's it's like your pass-through entity that's going to go right back to your 1040. It's all just going to be passed on to the cost of the car that you purchase or the parts that you need to buy for the car or the service you do at a service dealer for that exact brand. It's not going to come from the multi-billion dollars. And yeah, are they making tons of money? Sure. Is that my problem? Nope. Do they do it with help of the government? I still have a freaking thorn on my side of GM because of that. You brought that yep. up. I'm sorry, just old school. But um, it's funny because I start looking at GM trucks. I'm like, damn, they look pretty good. But it's still like, son of a gun. I went through that when we bailed them out for no apparent reason. Mm -hmm. And now here we are. We're going to get shoved right up our rear end again. Oh, you know, it, it's, you know, that, I mean, me as a taxpayer, I I would never want to see that ever again in my, my life, that we bail out some corporation because they were stupid um that's not my issue it's not any taxpayer issue we should it should have never happened and it's you know suck it up just like the rest of us do if we don't have money to spend what do we do we don't spend it figure it out um you know what i mean figure it out exactly like we all try to figure it out um, i know how to manage my money learn how to manage your money and i hope we never see that ever again in our lifetime because in my opinion, it's total BS. Well, the easiest way to learn how to manage money is not have any money and not have the the endless funds for it to come in. You know, so many of these businesses like GM, that, that was a perfect example, is no different than the college student that blows his weekly allowance or whatever he has on beer and then goes back to mom and dad and says, hey, I need another 200 bucks for the week. Oh, here you go. Never is that management of money ever going to learn. And that's what GM did. Oh, we don't have to worry yep. about the business. Jeez, yep. We're just going to get it from here. It's yep. it's sad. And yeah, did they not do it again? Sure. But did it all hurt us? Oh, absolutely. The, the deficit's not where it is because it's not there. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about it. Anyway, no um, more no yeah. more politics. But um, yeah, back to Steel Green. Great machine. Yep. Very happy I purchased it. Um, I see myself investing in a bigger trailer. My trailer handles it fine. Now I'm getting greedy. I want that and my 52 with me so I can just <laughs> kick tail. Because I can see, I can understand that. What if, but it, it just if makes you do sense that, because you're going to need, is that a double axle where you'll need a. I'm, uh, I'm double axled now. It, you know, I have an 18 foot enclosed, six, nine foot high. It fits. Fits no problem. I just are you gonna need your medical card. I have if that. You get a big, okay, I, you have that. I have, a, okay. I have a CDL um, class okay. one. I've had forever medical card. I just want the room. I, I need a twenty foot trailer instead of an eighteen, so that both of them fit in comfortably. Because yeah, I can build a route for just that big machine. It's just you're driving by when you could literally swap machines from the front of the trailer to the back of the trailer when you pull up to this house to that house to this house, and just take names and check them off the list like there's no tomorrow so i, I i'll look at that over the winter time nothing i need right now i have a couple yeah. different trailer options right in my yard right now that i can go with but um it's right now i just empty everything out put it in my enclosed just have that um i don't want to it's an older trailer i don't want to stress the hell out of it and have two machines in there could i fit it probably i don't want to do it 
Um, I want a heavier duty trailer than what I have for all that. Gotcha. No, but, it's, um, I agree. It's a, it's a great machine. Everybody that I have talked to, um, they love their, that machine. Everyone that I've sold one to, they love it. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's funny though. It's, it's, I think you're going to see a little bit of a lull in these things right now, because I think people are scared of what's going on, you know, afraid of the economy crashing, not so much crashing, but they're holding on to their money a little bit more now. Um, not maybe not spending as much or just waiting until that machine totally goes before they buy a new one. And I think that goes with trucks and trailers and all that kind of stuff as well. Um, Cause like you were talking about homeowners insurance, go- homeowners insurance going up. Well, guess what? It's not going to stop there. So be prepared for that, that your your insurance for your vehicles is probably going to go up on your trailers and all that kind of stuff is probably going to go up. Um, it sucks, but we have to figure out a way to put those costs into your application cost to and raise your prices because those things are not going to go away. And uh, you can't take the money out of your pocket to pay for that. Correct. And, and the nice thing about it is that he... He did confirm that us as business owners, renewals on business plans are not seeing anything crazy of an increase more than like three that's or, good. Yeah, three or five oh, percent. That's, that's all I cared about. I'm like, <laughs> where where am I going for, for business numbers next year? And he goes, really? He says, only seeing like three to five percent, which is kind of normal. Nothing crazy. He goes, homeowners is where it's at right now just because of the claims and Big Brother wants their money back. They they're they're not going to settle for I mean, any look, less. At the end of the day, if you're not a smart person, I mean, if you if you think about it, I mean, it, it just makes sense. They can't just keep paying insurance money, and you know, <laughs> thinking that it's going to be recouped one day. It's just not going to happen. Um, with all these big storms happening, and um, you remember whatever that hurricane was that went through Louisiana quite a few year, for your few years back. I mean that annihilated that oh, that yeah. city and surrounding areas. Well, guess what? Your homeowners insurance goes up to help pay for those things, and but this is why things go up. It's yeah. just the way it is. Yep, it's it's thing. So just just a blip on the radar. Just wanted to talk about increases since you mentioned the word increase. Steel Green's going to yep. have one, and it's because the increases are being passed on to them. You know, yeah, stainless steel is more money. Rubber's yep. more money labor is more money everything is costing more and and i know they're going to be very um methodical in what they bring for an increase that's just something that they need because they're not looking to be this gouging company they're they're very well run very family oriented style business they're going to get what just they need to make sure they can deliver the product and the the satisfaction of you as a client getting a a wonderful product it's bulletproof it's awesome and they're, I mean, their their service is wow, that unbelievable. Cody is ridiculous. And, and uh, <laughs> you know, just even when you place an order for a machine, um, within a day or two, they tell you the day it's going to ship. Um, you know, keep in mind that unfortunately they're at the mercy of transportation as well. Um, you know, we fight that battle shipping product throughout the country, and you know, you think it's you know they tell you five days ends up being you know seven, eight, nine days because just the way it is um i wish i could have that crystal ball but you know so that last machine we uh sold it got shipped on the 31st but it took two more days to get out here actually three more days um than originally which thought is of, which isn't horrible no but at the same time you know obviously the customer's getting antsy wants his new machine um you know and uh but at the same time 
that is something that we all have to get used to in the world today that um, transportation is not what it was back in the day. Um, things take longer. And if you're not a planner, I strongly encourage you to become one because um, it's only going to get worse. Um, there's not a lot of people going in the truck driver industry right now. Um, it's just it's just not happening. You know, our younger generation is not becoming a truck driver. And uh, a lot of people are retiring, just like we talk about the trades, even in our industry. Um, it's getting tougher and tougher to find people who want to do what we do in, in the trades. And uh, um, we need to figure out a way to make it work. Yeah, it it, it is an unfortunate trend, big time, that we're seeing it everywhere. Is. In every industry, even the ones I deal with that, let's say you need a water softener, hint, yep. hint, hint, this and that. It's just, it's tough. I mean, there's multiple week wait for anything to come out and diagnose or do anything it's it's it is it's difficult everyone you know maybe we're the fools that we don't have a tiktok channel and a youtube channel and all that stuff and there's people making <laughs> phenomenal money doing it there really is but i <laughs> i don't have a face for tiktok but is that a sure. trend i mean is I it know. a trend it, i don't know either it could um, be it, it i just you know long term wise i mean yeah, I could see quick hitters and making money off of something like that, but at the same time, I mean, how much? It's not. It can't be long term. You got to run out of content eventually. I mean, I, look at Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> yeah, There's a whole different thing. So we'll get yeah. off of the Hollywood politics. <laughs> Let me ask you this, and and maybe you can enlighten me. Um, Ferticell Explorer sixteen zero zero. What what do we got? What is this? Well, it's an organic nitrogen. Um, it's an amino acid. Um, uh, organic nitrogen. Um, it has. It was brought to my attention on this. Um, I'm going to say earlier in the year, um, March, April, somewhere in that ballpark. And to be honest with you, I was a little uh, skeptical. Kind of blew it off, to be honest with you. Um, I talked to the gentleman quite a bit over the phone. Um, he hooked me up with a, with a guy who uh, um, I met, gave me some samples. Um, it's all I did on my lawn all summer long with some other products of ours. Um, and uh, I was flabbergasted on the results. It almost led me not to uh, kill my lawn um, because of what I saw. Um, my lawn was absolutely incredible. Um, but I just, I did it anyway, but I, you know, the color response six weeks, put it with a couple of our products and it was healthy, got through the summer with all that rain, with all the, you know, and then going into August with the drought that we're not drought, but dry period that we were in. Um, and the greatest part was, man, it just didn't grow as fast because the, the product is getting in the plant right away. It is getting, you know, it's, it's getting absorbed, translocated through the plant, and the plant is utilizing it as the plant needs it, not just because it's there. That's the cool concept of it all. It's not a slow, it's not slow release per se, but the way the chemical makeup of it is, it, it, it just works as the plant needs it. So, I am using it this application in conjunction with other products, the mm -hmm. Biosynergy, Biofusion, um, Octane FE. 
and um, mixing is very easy, which I, it, you know, the first couple of times I'm like, how am I going to do this? But um, I think I explained to you the first time I played with it, it's like pancake batter. Yep. Dry pancake batter. And I, I mix it in a six gallon bucket with my little drill bit mixer and I just turn it into a liquid solution there. It's not calibrated, but I measure it out as a dry powder in on a scale to what I'm going to be putting it out with calibration. Yeah, we can talk about that, but we don't need to. Um, and at first it's like pancake batter literally when you add water and then two to three minutes later, like I'll walk away to do something else. It's turned right into a solution, completely liquid. It's a light Brown. looks like a bucket iced tea. So exactly what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And then I add that into my tank that I'm mixing and then I go and finish filling and put all my other stuff in there. But I was, I was reading and I just, this kind of was interesting to me cause I always want to learn and I did, I actually didn't know this, but, um, most of us are using three forms of nitrogen. And there's four. I didn't know that. So the three are nitrate, ammonical. So that's anything of ammonia sulfate, whatever it's going to be in urea. Mm-hmm. The most misunderstood form of nitrogen, this is right from their, their page, is soy protein hydroslide. Hydrosli- I was going to say that, but most people won't don't really know what that is. So right. yes, that, that is the, the source. Correct. But And it's wild that you know we've all for years of thinking, ah, oh, there's just three, there's three, there's three, and you get it this way, you can get it through salt, you can get it, but now we've got soy protein. So now from soy, we can get an actual plant-based nitrogen that can be deemed as an organic nutrient formula for grass. And the cool thing is, there is zero, zero salt in that product. Uh, uh, zero. <laughs> Again, all these things just seem too good to be true, but you you tested it you you know this is something that you didn't talk about for a while on purpose and you went through the ridiculous heat we had this summer putting it out you mm-hmm. put it out at very 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 low rates two um, pounds of the acre yep which is 0.73 pounds of product dry ounce pound per 1,000 square feet at a mm-hmm. half gallon rate whatever however you're going to do that you're going to double mm-hmm. that um so it's uh it's it mixes great I, I can't wait yep. to see. I just started putting it out last week, so I really haven't had the time to see any change in anything yet, except from the email that I got. Um, he wants mm-hmm. to see it yesterday. But uh, yeah, so again, this is when I did my swap from application three to application four and four to three. You know, This is my liquid second liquid app of the season. I had great results with the other products of the bio Biofusion, Octane FE, and now we're going to boost it because... We're getting closer to fall. We want to start feeding our plants again. So that's when we made a decision to start adding some more nitrogen into this application, which this is going to give us a nice liquid feed, which I can't wait to see the yep. results. No, it's, um, you know, I'm going to actually this weekend, I'm going to put the starter fertilizer version of this product down on my lawn. I have not, I did put a, like a quarter pound of an 814 one down on my, when I seed it. Um, I cut it for the first time today and look, it's coming in awesome. The bluegrass hasn't really even start. I mean, it probably just started now, to be honest with you. So that, that'll start to really fill in. And I'll be honest with you, since I cut it, like, I'm just like, wow, it's amazing. Just cutting grass, how it stimulates the growth. Um, but so tomorrow or Sunday, I haven't figured it cause I got to close my pool tomorrow and how long that's going to take. Um, you know, I'm going to put the 510 10 down 
and see how that works as a starter fertilizer. Um, a lot of people are going to the liquid side or water soluble side for putting nutrition down at seeding time, putting some goodies down at seeding time. And uh, so I want to see how what this does, um, if it really stimulates it, um, whether it makes it grow a little bit more or makes it you know grow laterally. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what it does. It's uh, I'm really excited to to play around with that. First thing I got to do is I got to clean out my backpack sprayer first because the last app or no, I didn't. I haven't had weed control in there since the Sublime application, but I just want to clean it out before uh, you know before I do anything like that because God forbid any residue in there could <laughs> cause any issue. You know, you so, so it'll probably yourself. end up being Sunday. It'll probably end up being Sunday because I'll probably. You know, let it sit in the tank for a few hours and uh, through the, the 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 hose and whatnot, and then rinse it out. Do it again. Rinse it out. Rinse it out. Rinse it out, and then I should be good to go. So you're you're going to do the five ten ten? You said yes. I'm just looking at their that cut sheet right now, just out of curiosity. Cool website, actually, very informative website, which is nice. Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, again, we're always trying new things. Uh, Doug was the original guinea hog. There's what three of us out there, me and two other guys that are running it right now out on yep. on their main fields just to see what it's like. Um, so I hope to drive by a couple this weekend that that should have about six to seven days on it um, and some cooler temps that should bump things around. The cool thing is, you know, it's um, working with the gentleman right now to, but this has to be done at, like as an early order um, because they're not going to do it throughout the year. Um, it's just an early order thing. Um, we're going to put this into a liquid form as well, um, and do it that way. Cause a lot, look, a lot of people just don't want the water soluble and that's fine. So, but it's, it's only going to be available in totes. It's not going to be available in two by two and a halves. Um, so if you're a, you know, a bigger user, it will definitely be an ideal thing for you. Um, I don't know what the cost is cause we haven't even really formally talked about it yet, but we talked about it just because, um, you know, I because I I do have some a few side farms that I think they're just going to prefer liquid, so it's probably going to happen that way. But anyway, it's um it's a it's a very encouraging new form of uh, nitrogen, and uh you know you don't need a lot of it, um and that's the cool thing you're not putting a lot of nitrogen out. It's just more efficient and it has no salt. And uh, golf courses, you know, especially down in this like this south central market um where it's really popular um are using it all over the place and they're lucky if they're doing a pound of nitrogen a year and having some really good success so um but in turn you're not just doing this you're adding goodies in there as well for the soils um you're you know adding some other things to give you a little bit more color to it so to say um so at the end of the day I ran some programs for a couple of guys um, on golf in golf or fairways, and my God, it literally was saving them about seven thousand dollars a year in nutrition. So, why would someone go this route compared to melting down like a forty six zero zero? Because melting down urea takes a little bit more time. Okay. It's not saying that you can't do that, but I also don't think you're getting the longevity out of urea unless you use a stabilizer. Um, but, you know, keep in mind, you know, stabilizers are urease inhibitors. 
And during certain times of the year, urease inhibitors, they're, they're not as great as, you know, people think that they are. They, they, they tend to, I don't even know how to describe it, but they tend to almost store it in the plant and not let the plant utilize it. And then, um, plants get discolored, turf gets discolored and, by the time it even gets rain or anything that's going to make it work, it's just out of the plant. And uh, so there was, there were some urease inhibitor issues this year. I've talked to a lot of people across the country about this. And uh, I had, you know, we talked about it and I, I might pull it out of your program. And sure enough, I think it was about four or five guys. All of them said flat out that as soon as I pulled it out of the program, it, their lawns responded pretty quickly and uh, got back to the way they needed to look. So um, urease inhibitors are great, but you got to be careful at certain times of the year. Um, And, you know, certain products, you know, out there that you don't even know about um, have our urease inhibitors like yucca. Yucca is a urease inhibitor. No matter which way you slice it and dice it, it it has urease inhibitor capabilities. And, uh, it can tend to have that issues, um, have those issues. So you got to be really careful at certain times of the year. I'm going to say specifically in in like this year in that June May June time frame, we had we were dry as a bone, and it just lawns were not responding whether they were irrigated or not. And then we got into all that rain, and then there was just nothing left. So it just it kind of sat in the plant and didn't really do anything. And by the time it needed to do something, it was done. So you're saying it definitely is weather dependent. The the issue with the oh, recent yeah. inhibitor. Was, no doubt. Yeah. So no doubt. that's too much. And I'm a huge fan of like Umax and Uflex. Uh, I think they're awesome products. I think your recent inhibitors, I'm not knocking them. But you just got to be careful at certain times of the year using them. And just this year being so eclectic, it was just yep. a tough oh, year to oh, get it this right. This year was just, I was about to say the F word, but I'm <laughs> um I'm proud of you. I mean, it, it just was. I mean, let's face it. This was just the most screwed up year. I think across the country, we can say it's been that screwed up. Uh, between some areas having so much snow in the wintertime to some, and then other areas having a lot of rain record droughts in certain regions, record rainfall in certain regions. I mean, it was just one extreme to the next. I mean, thank God this hurricane didn't hit the United States, um, you know, head on. Right. That's out in the uh, the Atlantic Ocean right now. Uh, But I think a part of Canada is going to get hit by it or something. Um, You know, it's what's next. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just, you know, Thank God the temperatures cooled down this for the next 10 days um, because uh, I don't know how much longer we could have gone with 95 degrees, man, to be honest. We had it last week. It was crazy. Likewise. And and I like the heat. It was just amazing how that, maybe because it was just a mindset thing, but that week kicked my ass. It was weird. It was just really laid me out. I'm like, man, what is going on? You know, look, I, this year was tough, man. You know, if you really st- like think about it, like March, April, May, June, there was no days off. You know what I'm saying? Like very few days off, I'll say. We did have a couple periods of rain in that t- in that time frame, but there was no days off. July came, 
we were getting a lot of rain, but the rain seemed to happen overnight or first thing in the morning where we we're still able to go out and do some work. Didn't have a lot of days off this year to kind of recoup. Um, and when I say off, I mean office time, you know, and doing other things. Like I had some of my customers were like, yo, dude, I, I got to slow my guys down and we're going to be done by October, <laughs> you know? So, you know, a, there was a lot of work being done in short periods of time this year. And I think a lot of people were burned out. Um, and I can see that, um, you know, just by, you know, even walking my development, when people do applications, they're not blowing down the fertilizer. They're not blowing down the seed off the sidewalks. People are burned out. Um, so, you know, even it was extreme and we had a lot, a lot of people bugging out, so to say. Yeah, it, it, it's it's definitely been a difficult year, um, but it definitely could be far worse. I mean, we're all very busy, it seems, with work. The phones mm -hmm, absolutely. You know, haven't really, they've slowed stopped. down. They haven't stopped. They, they've slowed down a little bit just because of seasonality of where we are. I think people right now are like throwing their hands up there like, well, I'll just wait until next year, which is fine mm -hmm. by me. Um, I am still getting calls, a few here and there. Thank goodness it, it has slowed down because... Me in the N-word is very hard to say. I can't say no. <laughs> Likewise. It's, it's freaking horrible, but um, that that's a whole different story. So we have our active um, Ferticell to talk about, Steel Green, HSA, crazy insecty down there. Thank God there's nothing major up here, seeing crane fly. Um, but again, like you said, this is the time. It's a time of the season where the funny things come out and... And they catch you when you're seeding. Uh, but yeah. I, I've said this before, and it's and I'll say it even with you know going back into the summer. It's always a good idea right now to have five bags of Dilox on your trucks, or you know, or a jug of Tachino, or yeah, a jug of Tachino, or you know, whatever it might be. Um, you know, and even in the summer, it's always good to have a bag of you know a Zoxyprop on the truck. You know, so you could you know nip something in the bud right when you're there. Um, you know, it's one of those things that it's, you know, I know granular is more expensive and all that stuff, but man, like the other day, you know, being with the guy yesterday with the grub control, if, if there was just dialogues on the truck, he could have done the job right there. Yeah. You know not, what I mean? Not have to come back. So, um, and it's to nobody's fault. We're hoping that we never have these problems, but there's, there's always a problem that comes around just like, you know, having a backpack on your truck and having, you know, in the summer having nuts edge control ready to go or green Kalinga control ready to go and those kinds of things. It's uh, you know, we, we do that, but you know, we don't have that bag of dialogs on the truck for a grub problem that we come across. And a lot of times it might just be very isolated spot on a curb strip or around a, a tree that got in, you know, eaten up throughout the year or uh, at that June, June and early July timeframe when they're out. But all, mostly what I'm seeing right now is Oriental beetle, man. Uh, larvae um they're you know and they are a lot of like the ones i've seen a lot per square foot so um you know at the end of the day um it's a good idea to have these things on the truck and uh i know they cost money but they're not going to go bad as long as you don't leave them out in the rain um so but yeah it's um it's going to be a interesting next couple of weeks i believe i think we're going to hear about a little bit more yeah, I do keep a bag of Dilox in a garbage bag in my truck because mm -hmm. the stuff's messy. But yeah, there is. is one in there. I, I have Tachino in there. Oh, well, 
for a couple, I was going to get it anyway as, as a curative, but I did get it for some late sign-on customers earlier in the year that didn't have grub. So I did that on last application for them. So I have not quite half a jug of it left in case something pops. But yeah, this is the time where you kind of cruising the streets, going from job to job, looking at your lawns, looking at other lawns, and you're trying to name that issue. You know, it's like you see a little bit of brown spots. Okay. Up here, it's our bent grass coming back because we were so hot. So, okay. That's just bent grass. Well, that's some disease. And then you're like, oh no, is that insect? Hmm. You get down on your knees and on your property, like, nope, nothing there. Okay. It, it's, this is a scary time. It really is. It could go, it could go literally one way or the other. You could have a smooth transition into the later fall and be like, whew, we made it through that. Or like you said, it's always seeding time that these freaking little things come up and just get you. And the worst, like here in New Jersey, and because I can't speak for all the other states out there, but here in New Jersey, it'll probably be worse next year because a celeprin is going to be the only thing to use. Um, and uh, it's, you know, expensive. It's going to add some cost to, to your application, uh, whether you're doing it liquid in, in April and May or you're doing it granular-wise in the in the third round. Um, there are other tricks to the trade that I'll be speaking about at later times. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I think, you know, Duocide's not a bad product. Um, that's an Anderson's product. I think it's – I don't sell a lot of it. I sell a few bags of it here and there, but I think it's Carboril and Bifenthrin. Um, and uh, on the granular side of that, it seems to be a good preventative and curative application. So um, I think it's better preventative than curative, but I I, I could be wrong because I don't sell a ton of it. Um but, you know, we're going to be limited on grub products here in New Jersey next year. And um, but like I said, there's, uh, there's a new product coming that is going to be very intriguing. And uh, um, I can't wait to launch this thing. It's uh, it's not grub it's control, very, though. Uh, no, it's not going to be labeled as a grub control, <laughs> but it has some things to it that could actually uh, do some stuff. So uh, but anyway, it's. Uh, it will be coming this fall. Um, it'll be, we'll probably launch the liquid product down at the, at the New Jersey show. Um, and, but on the granular side, it will be available um, through a, a Lyme program that we're going to be running. And uh, whether it's, it's not going to be like on calcitic or dolomitic Lyme, but it will be uh, attached to a, uh, EC plus type product, um, which is, uh, like, you know, like a Cyocalp type product, but it'll have this product on it as well as it will have a, uh, humic acid and a biochar in it as well. Um, I'm really excited about this product. I can't wait to bring that one out. It's, uh, it'll, we'll be sending the program out in the next week or two. Um, so it will be more towards like November. That'll be available. It's more for, Hey, sell some additional applications for the winter time, or hey, let's do a soil conditioner to close out the season. Uh, but you could use it as a lime application as well. It'll be about, mm, I'm going to say, three pound rate of EC plus per thousand plus the the other goodies that are in it. Um, but it'll help with roots. It'll help with. Um, turf density as well um this product is going to be really really exciting to talk about i will be talking about it at the race day um and uh can't wait 
with that, any forecast on what you're seeing in, in the commodities market with pricing of nitrogen, where we're at, you know, looking for a shortage? Um, I think I don't think we're going to have a shortage. I think there's ample supply out there. Uh, what What's scaring me right now, reading some things and we did. There was just a, uh, an increase that just happened, um, but I'm not it's it's going to increase it. You know, some price. It's going to increase a little bit. Um, but what's scaring me right now is India and China with their tenders. I don't like it. It doesn't, I don't know what they're going to do and that's going to decide whether it's going to go up big time or just up a little bit. Um, and you know, freight is going to cost more money. Fuel is, <laughs> and, uh, fuel is going to be more escalating money. So, quickly. Yeah. So freight, you know, even though fertilizer, let's just say fertilizer prices dropped 30% right now. They it's still be... may not be less because of freight and fuel. Yep, it's going to be made up on the other so, side, unfortunately. you know, these are the things that, you know, be careful reading these reports because they don't tell you the whole story. Um, but, you know, it. what's really concerning me right now is what China and, and India are, are going to do with their tenders. Um, so that's going to be the deciding factor, I believe. Um, and then, you know, God only knows what Russia is going to do um, with their uh, – with their uh, products. So, with the exporting um, of that, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we're kind of kind of handcuffed with all that stuff, and um, and it depends on where your suppliers get their uh, urea and your NPKs from and what port it's coming out of. So, you know, it's, it's just, just there's so many variables to it. That, it's just lawn you know, care, Doug. Come on. Yeah, well, unfortunately, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, and then in turn, it really also depends how much more sustainability comes in the ag side. So, you know, we talk about the ag side because they are becoming more sustainable because of these cost increases and they are using products to help minimize the amount of urea that they're putting out. Ferticell is, is perfect example. Ag based it's product huge from on the ag side. That's where they Over started in, in Europe. It's huge in Europe. Oh yeah. And it's just coming here to the United States, not just, but it's it's slow. It's a slow progression. We we suck um, at at taking technologies from European countries. I mean, my family lives there, Ireland. My brother in France. My wife is from Germany, or her uncle is in Germany. And how much more advanced? And, and here's a, a an example of that. So when we were in Ireland, they recycle everything that they, as we do here bottles plastic paper but they also recycle food waste and it can't mm -hmm. go in any of the containers well there's a town in connecticut i believe it's middletown and they just they did test runs they voted food waste products now are going to be separated and the people are excited about it but they already have it set up to turning it into a biousable product yep, yep. it's so that's it, what happens in massachusetts right now with their their biosolids um that they produce up there, you know, 70, like depending on the time of year, um, like, you know, obviously over the, over the winter time, it probably goes down or in the summer, maybe I don't, I don't know how that works. They, someone, they told me all about it, but I can't remember, but over the winter time, because people are home and the food waste is probably more as greater, I guess that, you know, 70% of the product is probably made out of food waste, but then certain times of the year, it might go down. So it just depends on, you know, certain factors but yeah it's it's food waste is going to become a new topic um 
years ago, there was a place in Trenton that tried to do all this. And I, it just like nobody was re- They weren't ready. <laughs> I, you know, they're not the name of the company was Trenton Biogas and nobody was ready for that technology yet. Um, I was I think that was like in 2012, somewhere around there. And uh, nobody was ready for that technology at the time. Well, guess what? It's here and it's happening. And it's it's something that I think we all should look at. And uh, if you have it available to you in your state, you should really look at it. Um, and I think it's going to become more popular, um, just like, you know, I think, you know, different types of nutrition are gonna, are becoming more popular. Um, you know, things to help everything work better. I mean, it's these regulations are going to be coming, whether we all like it or not. So jump on board. And, you know, if you're not going to do it in every application, I encourage you to try it in an application or two. And I think you'll be pleasantly surprised what it does. Um, you know, yes, Rome, Rome wasn't built in a day. These things don't just like, you know, change everything you do overnight. But um, I do believe over time that you'll be better off. We'll start seeing less disease problems, less insect problems. Um, and uh, I think it's definitely something that we should be really focusing on and not just selling NPK. Well, I, I'm i seeing it as we visit other countries and the, and the success of it. And they are really, yep. they're really strict about what goes in the garbage and then what those products are actually, how much of that is actually reused. So yeah, you can- We're so afraid of change in this country. Oh my God. Yeah. We're, well, up here, we're just a bunch of Yankees that just don't want any change. <laughs> I mean, we have a hard time changing our mind, never mind our clothes at the end of the day. But yes, and I think we've talked about this before. It's the perfect opportunity to test, try. I think you'll be very happy with the results and then be different than everyone else. So when you are out in that competitive market, just say that magic word, sustainable. And it's... and. Use it, if you want to use it for a sales pitch, great, but it is better for all of us. The applicator, the lawn, the pets, because they don't care about their kids on the lawn anymore, their pets on the lawn. (laughs) Um, It really is better. And at the end of the day, because of that term, or even organic, people are, homeowners are less prone to bitch to you about everything that goes on on their lawn. You know, they understand it might not be as green, although I haven't seen that. Um, Yes, if you're going straight organic granular fertilizer, is it going to take a little bit more time to get that sustainability? Yes. And color response? Absolutely. But they are more tolerable to that than with just standard programs out there. And that's just a whole other thing that we have to start changing as well and becoming in my opinion especially here in new jersey i can't speak for other states i i believe that we need to tighten up our intervals and you know spoon feed a little bit more you know i i I agree with that this year was the perfect example of that with our weather swings that we had i mean that would have probably taken a little stress out of my life if things were a little bit tighter and you know you could have got a little bit more food to the plant at certain times to help protect from a few things that happened um lessons learned and you you know when you set a program up and you, you're running those program intervals for as long as we have and then mother nature throws this goulash at us of what the hell happened and it's it's tough it's it's yeah. very difficult 100 percent. it's and we can't control her 
Correct. And she's going to win. I don't care what anybody says. Shocker. I don't care how good you think you are. <laughs> nope. She is going to win. Absolutely. All right. With that note, I think we've been rambling on, and we want to. <laughs> we don't want to run out of topics to talk about for next week, so we better stop now. <laughs> Pun intended. Oh, I'm sure we'll have other things to talk about. Oh, there always is. But um, again, I'm gonna I'm gonna put in the show notes uh, Ferticell's link and on their social media, just so you guys can check it out. I'm not trying to sell you anything. They're not sponsoring the show. I am running it. Doug has a few other people that are running it. He's tested it over over the summertime during the difficult hot times. And you, as you said, there's no tip burn whatsoever. But again, just trying to Zero. be be a little bit more sustainable and a little more likability of our clients of what we're putting out there. So again, I think it's going to help us all. Yep. Um, all kinds of notes we'll have in there. We'll have Sheila in there. We'll have Steel Green. We'll have all the things that we talked about. Um, we thank you for listening. We thank you for sharing. Please cling that notification bell so that when you come out but we come out tuesday mornings typically when we try to have that every week um we are going to be having some guests that are scheduled in the background plus we have race day that's coming up that we'll be doing a bunch of different people so our goal is to get a a bunch of the guys that are and ladies that are attending that program to get some shorter clips maybe half hours of each of them and just have a whole plethora of people and and get to meet and greet and hopefully have some social media presence and pictures and someone can help us figure that out but anything else in closing there mr doug Nope. Let's just uh, keep plugging away and enjoy this weather that we're having right yeah, now. We deserve it. Uh, well, here in the Northeast, anyway. I can't speak for everywhere. Um, enjoy this weather we're having right now. You know, punch a lot of holes, put a lot of seed down, and uh, let's just, you know, again, let's get to the end of this year, hopefully sooner than later, and uh, everything will be honky-dory, and then... Uh, plan and make some changes for next, for next year. year yeah exactly awesome all right plan. guys great word plan everyone everyone have a great week out there make sure that uh, everyone's safe following the rules that you need to, to follow to keep yourself coming home to your family every day because you're doing it for them and they're not doing it yep. for you all right absolutely have a great week guys see ya thanks for listening to the turf nutrition and management podcast We are always interested in topics you want us to dig deeper into. You can submit a topic or a question from the link in the show notes. Please like, subscribe, and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and share with your friends so we can all be better turf managers and successful entrepreneurs.